This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Homesdale Radio. Sponsored by fanjewel.co.uk. The next generation of fantasy football. Hello, it's 8 o'clock, Sunday night, that's only one thing, whole radio. I'm not Chris Hambling, because it's bank holiday weekend and he's probably out on the lash somewhere, it's Nick Gillard. This week we'll be trying to put a positive spin on things like, as Quincy like, we perform an autopsy on two home defeats on the spin, as Palace still aren't mathematically safe from relegation. We'd love to hear from you during this show, so you can contact us on Twitter, that's at Whole Radio, Instagram, at Homesdale Radio, our Facebook Live page, the Homesdale Radio on Facebook, and if you missed any of that, just go to wholeradio.net forward slash contact. So hold tight, kids. We'll be right back after this. Every picture tells a story. Keep up to date with ours on Instagram at Homesdale Radio. Well, here we are. We've had a couple of big matches this week. I'm joined uh, by Lucy. Good evening. Tim Warren. Good evening. Jarvis the dog and uh, Jack Watson. Hello. Hello. Typical, typical dog to be quiet all day. I'm just going there. Right, anyway, um, not a lot I can do about that. Um, there are three reasons uh, we're listening to the uh, match feature. Uh, the first one was uh, me and Joel were talking about it uh, during the game yesterday afternoon. Um, and if I'm quite negative about Jason Punchin, uh, it's probably because I was sat next to Joel. Um, second reason, Tim, you remember the days of three o'clock kickoffs? Every game was on at three, and you could watch the highlights on a Sunday lunchtime or Saturday night. Yeah, those those were definitely the days. It was um, usually, you know, just um, if there was a live game on a Sunday, it would only be one game, wouldn't it? So you knew where you were back in those days. You did, Jack. Tea time kickoff. When did you actually have your tea yesterday? Um, I did it after the game. Started so like half seven, eight maybe. Does that does that become supper at that time? I wonder. Oh, it's getting a bit technical now. Yeah, it is. Lucy, third reason. Brian Moore, who used to present um, the big match, sadly no longer with us, was um, the director of Gillingham. Why 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 am I mentioning Gillingham to you, Lucy? Um, because they played the Mighty Cobblers today and I went with some friends but actually sat in the Gillingham end, which was interesting. <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. What, what was the final score? Uh, it was nil-nil. <clears throat> really interesting game. Um, but it meant because Port Vale drew that Gillingham stayed up in League One. All right. So that was quite, quite jolly in quite jolly in the away end. I remember being in the away end at Palace when we beat Leeds 4-0 and I had to be really, really quiet. I can't remember what year that was, but it's the only place I could get a ticket was in the away end. Have you been in the away end before, Tim? Yeah, I have actually. Um, worse than that, I've actually been um, been in the Charlton end uh, watching Palace, which was oh, yeah. 
bloody awful. And and as a like under sixteen as well, and being six foot four, that was pretty ropey getting in as well. Was it? It was like it Rodney, a bit like Rodney from Money Falls and Horses, to be honest. Yeah. Oh dear, oh dear. Um, <laughs> where are you? You're, you're looking after the chat room tonight, Tim. Is that right, or are you on Facebook? Uh, no, I'm Facebook Live tonight. Okay, and how how can they get get onto that, mate? So log into Facebook, find the Homestyle Radio page. Um, yeah, uh, we've already had one comment from Steve early, who is early tonight. Yeah. Although we look tired and really miss goodbye, the officials are truly awful, and I'm sure we'll probably cover more of that later. Yeah, we, we will do. And Lucy, you're in the chat room. How, how do uh, our lovely um, listeners get onto you? Well, it's wholeradio.net forward slash chat, but it's actually Jack's in there, and I'm tweeting tonight. Oh, you're tweeting at Whole Radio. Okay, fantastic. Correct. So, yes, like I said in the intro, we'd love to hear from you because um, I've already seen from many tweets uh, that they don't really want us to talk about the game. And I'm trying my hardest, <laughs> but we're, we're three minutes. I better start talking about a bit of football. But we're going to quickly go over the, the Tottenham game because we, have, we haven't had a review of that on Whole Radio. I've got some notes here. Played well and matched them in the first half. Um the referee, John Moss's decision to allow one of the Tottenham players, I think it was Wan Yama, pointed to f- where he'd done four previous fouls and then said no more. So he'd actually done five fouls. And uh, Pochettini uh, actually took him off at half-time, if I'm, if I'm right. Um, we did well, I think, Tim, till the Sacco injury. Has that changed our season? Yeah, I think it has. I mean... You see the reaction of Benteke and Zaha when Masako goes down. They know immediately it's not good. Um, Benteke's like holding his head as if to say, oh my God, you know, <laughs> we're in trouble now. Um, and to be honest, to that point, we were so comfortable um, holding our own. And then it, that just seemed to, I think the crowd could sense. And I think it just, you know, not the stuffing out of all of us, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, Lucy, you, you saw the game, didn't you? Tottenham were piling on the pressure the whole game, weren't they? Well, yeah, I was actually in a pub because I couldn't get down to the game. Um, I was in a pub with two of my Spurs supporting colleagues, so that was oh. fun. Oh, how um, lovely for you. Yeah, um, but, you know, I thought the first half we, you know, the Spurs fans were sweating and they were saying, you know, we can't carry on in the second half like that. And then Sacco injury just, we kind of like capitulated and it was just, it was awful to see and, you know, you don't want to rely on one person. You know, one one man doesn't make the team. But defensively, Sacco has really, really pulled us together. And it's such a loss. You know, and you could see that from yesterday's performance. Yeah, well, well, at first the news was bad, wasn't it? We were thinking it was cruciate ligament. Mm. And now it looks like it's just bruising. So there, there was even talk of him being back for the Man United game. Which is a double-edged sword. Because if he's, if he's a bit crocked, that surely makes his transfer fee go down and um you know we might not have him till november but it'll be cheaper what do you think jack do you think we've got a chance of signing him um well i was listening to uh, steve parish on bt last night he was saying we're definitely going to try so it's just you know i've been saying it's down to him whether he wants where he feels he is at this stage in his career i mean rightly so he's got um interest from european clubs as well so it's going to be a big task for us to try and keep him but i'm hopeful you know we'll definitely try our hardest yeah, well, we're going to talk about the rest of the season at the end of the show, so we'll, we'll look at how that might impinge on on our running, as it were. Uh, the injury to Sack, I'm, I, I, that's enough of the Tottenham game. I, I came away disappointed, which shows mm. how far we've come forward, really. But when, when I saw that there were seven minutes added on, um, I could see that um, it was just going to be Tottenham attack, attack, attack. So, mm. there you go. There you go. Starting lineup. So obviously we had some false changes. Um, Kelly and Delaney together, Tim. Were you confident before the start of the match? No, I certainly wasn't. Um, I, don't, I don't mean that disrespectfully, but um, I had this conversation with Terence on the preview pod a couple of weeks ago, where I sort of said I didn't feel that Sam trusted the pair together, um, and obviously having Sacco or Tompkins around to kind of kind of helps the problem a little bit but I just think you know well to be fair we had no other choice I mean we're certainly jinxed at the moment with centre-backs with the the injuries that we're getting um so there was no other obvious choice really but yeah obviously wasn't filled with much confidence when the team lineup was announced what about you young Jack were you worried about a Delaney Kelly pairing yeah I mean 
they haven't played with each other that much as well, which was a bit concerning. I just thought, you know, out of all of our defenders, they're possibly the weakest two combination. And I think that really, you know, that really didn't set us up too well for the game. Yeah, I mean, Dan Corterbin, uh at Dan Corterbin on Twitter's um, saying that Delaney's time has passed, but I think that's been a bit, bit harsh on Delaney because he's done well when he's come on as a sub. <laughs> Did he expect three or four weeks ago to be the, the first choice at central defence, playing next to somebody he's not really played played against before? He's, you know, he's he's not match ready, and it's a whole new defence thing. And I think the confidence where Sacco was there made a difference. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that pairing again as we, as we talk about the game. Uh, the other change was um, Schlupp uh, moved out uh, to allow PVA to come in. Was that a surprise for you, Luz? Yeah, it was. Um, I was talking on the review show, um, the preview show, sorry, with Terence and um, other Nick. And um, I thought that Schlupp had a really good game um, against Liverpool. Um, he was all right against Spurs, but yeah, I was a bit surprised to see him dropped for this game because you know he's been, he's been doing well up till now, and we PVA hasn't started for so many games. It was kind of a you know surprise switch. Well, one of one of the the reasons that that people have been given for our defeat is is three games in a week. Um, so perhaps he was resting, resting mm. shot because he he yeah. was feeling it a bit. I don't know. Um, and we had McCarthy, McCarthy in, um, who I thought didn't do a bad job, but we had no goodbye. And no goodbye. I think when he's not in the team, you don't you don't realise how much he's he how much good he does for the team until he's not there. Do you know what okay. I mean, Jack? Yeah, you took the words right about right about mouth. I was about to say that um, you can only really appreciate what you've got until it's gone. And he was away, obviously yesterday. And we just lacked that kind of creativity and vision that he has, which MacArthur doesn't. I mean, MacArthur's a completely different player. But um, you know, Kabai was a huge miss in there. Yeah, completely huge miss. And I think the other thing that affected us was uh, Milivojevic had his worst game in well since he started for us just mm. in the fact that he his passes were a bit misplaced um we'll talk about the goals later both of the goals he had a hand in um are we allowed allowing him this i mean if if it was uh hennessy god forbid who was making two mistakes in a game and costing us two goals uh to coin gel's phrase he'd be well coated wouldn't he it's yeah. absolutely yeah go on yeah i mean it, to me, it looked a bit of a tired performance yesterday. And like you said, three three games in six days was probably a step too far for Luca. Um, I mean, he's had a brilliant start for his, his Palace career. So in a way, he's been a victim of his own success there because we kind of all thought he'd take um, a little while to settle in. And he, he's got off to a flying start. So I think it's, I think we've got to give him that, you know, everyone has a bad game. And, and, and obviously yesterday wasn't one of his best games. So I think we've got to let him off that one. Yeah, it, it seemed it, well. It wasn't everybody's everybody's best game at all, but it started so well, really well, Jack. Mm. Yeah, yeah we, we looked, we looked, we looked like we hadn't played as many games as we had. We were really bright. Benteke had his chance. I think Heaton read it really well. But we had so many corners and crosses and things that like we were attacking them. You sort of you're getting you get to think at the start of the game, like, you know, these they're up for it. And, you know, if we do this to Burnley for 90 minutes, we, you know, we can get three or three points here. In, indeed. What, what are your thoughts, Tim? Do you think the, um, the corners were of good enough quality? No, that's, that's the downside. I mean, it was impressive that we forced so many corners early doors, um, you know, to get about four corners in the first couple of minutes. Um, it's a bit unheard of for us, really. I mean, I think in the Spurs game, we might've got two all game. Um, but, we're obviously not hitting those corners in the right areas. I mean, we scored the other week uh, with Benteke when Townsend seemed to miss hit one. Um, but we're not really, make, you know, whether we're not practicing them on the training ground, I don't know. But they don't seem to be that effective at the moment. What was I going to say, Lucy? I've completely, completely lost me, Fred. Um, 
do you think um do you think Milivojevic's um lack of form affected us that much? Yeah, I think it did, but I don't think as Tim said, I don't think he can be completely blamed for that because, you know, three games in a row and uh, you know, you could say that for a lot of our players and it was just but it was so disheartening. Yeah, we have had three games like in a week, but uh, apart from like, you know, the first 20 minutes is, is it was so ex- lacklustre. That first goal absolutely killed the game because, you know, they just sat back and were in, on the defence and it, it just became really boring and disheartening and you just kind of expected it. You know, I said before the game even started, we're going to lose this just because of Burnley's away record and the fact that we had played so much in such a short space of time. It was it was quite inevitable, I I think, personally. Does uh, were many people around you like that? Was that a general yeah. feeling? Yeah, I think yeah, it was a general feeling. And at half time, everyone was just like, you know, predicted this was going to happen. Or oh, it's just it's so Crystal Palace to let a team that's not won away all season, you know, get a goal and be one 0 up at half time. And you know, yeah, there was that kind yeah. of oh, it was inevitable kind of feeling. Yeah, especially with sort of the other events that happened in the first half. I actually think that you should have been more positive and perhaps that would have shone onto the players. So I'm just, I'm blaming you I and was the people sat around you. Yeah, but I was you, still in a different, singing. Yeah, but you, you, could, you could hear in your voice that your heart wasn't in it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the first real chance came to um, Benteke, who had a lovely, lovely shot, the, the bent a little bit. Lovely movement down the left-hand side. Who was it who cut the ball back to him? It was Townsend, wasn't it? Was it Townsend? Was it Townsend? Or PVA, or PVA. It was down that side. Yeah. Um, Could have been different if that had gone either side of Heaton, who, it must be said, we moaned about Palace, he made a lot of saves. Yeah, that that was a good save, that one. Um, I mean, it was a bit of one one for the cameras, but having said that, um, Benteke did well to to get the shot off, um, showing confidence there to have a go. Um, and like you say, it was a fantastic save overall. So um, he kept Bernie in it at that early moment. Sign now, heating up. Oh, that's <laughs> my job. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've made me go quiet again. I've been out punned. How can this happen? Oh, you'll fire <laughs> you next time, I tell you. Anyway, um, we'll talk about the goal. What did you make of it, Jack? It was... It was poor defending all round so firstly Ward is thrown out of position by some clever clever play from Burnley to sort of give their man the space on the left he crossed it and then in the middle was just general chaos you had you know Kelly and Damo not picking up any players Van Arnholt was out of the scene so there's three players pretty much unmarked inside that penalty area which is just at this level was criminal yeah yeah um I thought the Milivojevic misplaced pass. I thought his his tackle when he tried to get the ball back was was a bit half-hearted. I don't know how many yellow cards he's on. I don't know if he's worried about getting to five already. He can't be. He's, I don't know if he's played enough games. Um, it was the eighth minute. It was totally against the run of play. Now, Kelly and Damo just looked completely lost together there, didn't they? They just... The ball just went between them. Um... Would that have happened if Zacho was there? We can only surmise. But you've got to defend better than that, surely, Tim. Yeah, I mean, the worst thing about it as well was that Barnes sort of, actually Barnes mishit it, didn't he? He, he yeah. completely mishit it and it still fell for him. Um, so you think there's even the second opportunity there where you'd expect Sacco to perhaps just, you know, slide in and, and get that away. Um, and Palace defending of old probably would have cleared that, you know, bodies on the line and all that. But yeah, so disappointing the way it was... It looks so easy. They carved us open so easy. It's it's just not good enough. Yeah, it was just it. I did, it was just awful. It was it was heartbreaking to watch. It was yeah. Um, it was just crap. <laughs> it was really really crap. And for Ashley Barnes, um, I'm, I'm going to talk about that afterwards. But I think Jack's got some stuff. 
Yeah, in the chat room, um, wholeradio.net forward slash chat. Uh, Maximus two UK says Luca had a mare yesterday. Wasn't the same without Yo there. Um, Booted Eagle says Kabai might have made the difference. Uh, we don't seem to be able to have the creative spark to open teams up. And Cool Eagle says our defence was all over the place in the first half, but credit Allardyce for somehow sorting out at half time. Um, Ward gave the ball away cheaply so many times, and it was unbelievable. Keep those comments coming in, and we'll read some more out. Okay, I'm going to talk about Ward, and I'm going to talk about um, PVA after we talk about the the incident where some Egypt threw a lighter onto the pitch. I don't want to go into this too much because we'll have read it all over the internet, but can we just temper ourselves because we'll all get done for it. That's all I've got to say, really. I can understand why you wound up. His ex-Brighton, he's giving it the large run in front of you. I'd have been really, really fed up. I'd, I'd have been really fed up with the ex-Brighton, what's it. But you're growing up, you've got, you've got to control it, mate. Whoever it was, I don't know. It might have slipped out your hand in right, when you <laughs> threw your hands up in annoyance. Who knows? But yeah, just just be sensible. I think you've got to think of it the other way around. So if someone had done that to like Wilf or any of our players, we'd be fuming, especially if they were seriously injured. I mean, it was a lighter, but thrown at distance and at full pelt, you know, that, that could seriously hurt someone. I yeah. know that coins have been thrown before and things like that. So. You yeah, just got to like, think of it from the other side. Yeah. If that had happened to one of ours, it's lucky it wasn't. Mm, it's lucky it wasn't a heavier. Mm. They need have been in trouble. There you are trying to outpun you now. But um, <laughs> 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 so um, I've got a, I've got a tweet here. Oh, actually, no, I'm going to move on. Um, the wingbacks seem to be lacking in whip. Was that because Townsend and Zaha weren't tracking back enough, do you think? Especially over on the, on our left, uh, Burnley's attacking right. That's that's where I was sitting in the first half. Um, it, they just didn't didn't seem to be able to cover each other and, and we had function pointing everywhere and not really doing a lot. Um, did anybody else notice that or was it just me? Yeah, I thought our fullbacks got isolated quite a lot. I don't know whether that was Burnley with their 4 4 2, you know, piling two men on the wings when Zahara and Townsend were forward, looks like it. Um, but there was just so many times when, you know, our fullbacks were caught one on one or, like, you know, how happened for the goal, their movement just created so much space in behind on the, on the flanks. We just we weren't quite clever enough, I don't think, to sort of nullify that. Yeah, indeed. Um, so that again, that's something we need to look at. And looking further forward, I was talking to people in Crystals before the game, and why weren't you there, Luce? Oh, um, and because you're usually in there, you're usually there when it opens, aren't you, Luce? I I arrived a bit later uh, with my two friends that I sit with, so we just went straight to the ground oh, and right, had a okay. beer in the Homesdale. All right, nice. So, um, next time. Next time we'll be there. Well, there's only one more game, isn't there? It's yeah. gone really, 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 really quickly. So, Punction's got the ball. Plays a lovely ball over the top. Perfect pace. Will Zaha beats the offside trap. Bursts through. Brought down by the goalie. Red card. Scoring chance. Palace equalised. Playing against 10 men with a sub-goalie. It's got to be our game. But no. Jack, how angry were you? Well, at, at the time, I thought... Zaha was offside. I think Zaha even thought it was upside. He didn't. He didn't really complain, or you know, he, he just got on with it. But I mean, looking back on it, he's what about a foot onside, maybe? And it was a foul by Heaton, agree red card. But I'm going to defend the linesman a little bit. It did look like a difficult one for him to get. So, you know, the response would be, where is the video technology? And for me, the sooner it comes in, the better. Because, you know, for me, offside is a fact. There's no sort of interpretation in it. It's either he's on or he's off. And Zaha was on, and Heaton should have been off. Now I was I'm in an RM when I was thinking about what's going in the show about the the whole video refereeing, but I'm going to go with a different angle and just say, well, that was such a blatant handball by Townsend uh, against Chelsea that we got away with that it does balance itself out. Now I haven't looked over every incident in the season. If any of our listeners want to do a blow by blow over the season of how much luck's gone with us or gone against us, that'd be really interesting. But we won't pay you or anything, but we'll read it out next show. Um it's the sort of thing that um preview show bloke would do, isn't it, Luce? He's into his stats. Terence. Terence, yes. 
Oh, he might do if you have a nice word with him. Yeah. If uh, what's his uh, Twitter? If everybody um, tweets Terence to get a blow-by-blow account of um, <laughs> our, our luck, and we want a spreadsheet up on the whole radio page by so Thursday. He, <laughs> so he's Red and Blue Army One, or you can visit his website redandbluearmy.co.uk. He's going to love me for that. <laughs> yes, Lucy, that was a game-changing moment, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. For Terence, um, was anyway, sorry. No, there's a hard thing. Yeah, it was. And, it, you know, I at the time I thought it was a penalty and I was very angry and said a few words that my mum would probably tell me off for. Um, but, yeah, it was a blatant penalty and or, and or sending off and it could have completely changed the game. And But like you say, you know, do these things even even themselves out across the course of the season maybe they do but it just seems to be always the other way for Palace Just a quick straw poll amongst our panel um, Jack, video evidence yes or no? Yes Tim? Um, yes for the right decisions I don't think you can do it for every decision Yes or no? Lucy, so, sorry yeah, I'm, 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 <laughs> sorry. Maybe. maybe Lucy? Yes I say no, because I like the chaos it causes. And football <laughs> wouldn't be football without the injustices. Sod the money. It's, yeah. it, it, it gets you riled up. It gives you something else to worry about. But um, my, uh, my friend, um, Abby, um, who I met when we were doing fan TV, uh, she's a Swansea fan, so she's um, going to be quite pleased tonight. She said that, um, you know, the time that these players spend rolling around on the floor and waste doing that and that they're deliberating over what to do could be spent on actually looking some footage or making a decision looking looking back over things so whilst they're you know fanning around on the pitch doing that the ref could be looking at something at the same time I don't know yeah it was not one yesterday though because Sahar did look offside um to me in real play in real time he looked well offside and the linesman's flag is going to go up. So in that instance, I don't see how you can then prove that he was onside and then allow a goal or allow a, a, a red card to the keeper because the defenders will say, we stopped, the flag went up. So this is where with technology, I think it can only be used in certain certain situations. Yeah, I, I just don't like it. It's, it it's, it's taking away the human element a bit. Um, it's, I think it's the fact we've got so many cameras on it and, and you see things in slow motion and they look a hundred times worse you know, we, you remember um, the Sacco handshake with um, Benteke when he scored at Liverpool and it looked like Sammy Lee was really really giving him the evil eye in slow motion, but it wasn't, he wasn't even looking at him, you know, so it's, it's all deceiving, you know, I don't know it's, it's got to be human, I'll probably get slated for this on Twitter, at <laughs> Um, (laughs) so it got a bit boring we were relying on a long ball and misplaced passes you could see the intent was there but we just couldn't actually get it right what what do you think the reason is Tim for that Uh, um, I I think we go back to what we said at the start of the show tiredness Um, when we've had that really good run We've been playing once a week, had breaks in between, really working on the training go- uh, ground hard. And then I think where we've come unstuck is when we played Southampton in midweek, Spurs this week, and then Burnley. It's just, without trying to make excuses, we have got a, a wafer-thin squad at the moment. And I just think fatigue is setting in. And, you know, um, it showed yesterday, really. It wasn't a true Palace performance, in my opinion. Yeah, well, at Gregory Peck, at one Gregory Peck, um, has said some stuff loose. Do you want to reveal all from Twitter? Yes, I certainly can. Um, he is saying about uh, he he's saying about Burnley did a number on us. He had they had all week to prepare. Meanwhile, we had three games in six days plus injuries and tiredness. So he's just kind of echoing the sentiments of the team. Really, they're professional sportsmen. I know, but, you know, they're allowed to be tired. <laughs> okay. It's, we'll it's, let, we'll let them be tired. Oh, I'm a bit tired. 
<laughs> I only had time for four rounds of golf this week. Oh, Tim, give me some Facebook <laughs> things. Okay, um, we've got Sommer Kersen asked what's happened to Kabayi, um, and he mentioned that Luca was at fault for both goals. Um, Nick Philpot, Avo Nick, one of Ooh, our own. <laughs> um, he said the entire team were below par. Oh, I think that's then... a bit harsh. Yeah. yeah uh, Sommer comments again, winner takes all for the whole game. Um, and he felt that only Will from Townsend were trying yesterday. And then Nick's responded by saying um, he's taking the credit for a couple of weeks ago on the preview show, saying that the whole game would be pivotal in our season and still maintains that. And then J- Javai Batty says, our players were tied. Damo's passed it. Give a reserve a chance or schlup at centre-half. Also, the line was well behind play and the keeper should have been sent off. Agree with uh, that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then Paul Foster, we were tired. We weren't hounding him down in midfield, hence defence getting called upon. Um, we'll just highlight in our weaker back line. Don't think any individual defender was to blame. Burnley would have targeted us um, after three games in six days. Well, it, it's, that's about it for now. Yeah, he's kind of right there because I I did notice that the, the ball was being played quite a lot into feet as well in that, uh, at our defensive front two, uh, our defensive middle players. Did, did you find that? Yeah, that? I, yeah, they carved us open a bit early, didn't, uh, a bit easy really. Yeah, it was just, again, concentration, focus. We, I think we missed the leader back there in the back line yesterday. And that's where mm. Sacco's so important at the moment. He'd be shouting at them to get in position. And, and I just felt, I don't know, you can't tell, obviously, if they're talking very much. Uh, but it didn't look like they were, really. Yeah. It, it just goes to show the change in Damo. Because straight away, you would have said that Damo would have been a strong leader. Now, you, everybody that listens to this show and is on Twitter knows my thoughts on Damo and how much I like him. But, um, you know, it was, you could see that he wasn't up to, to scratch yesterday. And I think he knew that as well. Well, we'll, we'll come on to that in a bit. We were going to go straight to the chat room, wholeradio.net forward slash chat, because uh, Jack's in there. And actually, he said, no, nah, don't worry about it. Come on, you lot in the chat. No, no, I found, us- I, know, I found some stuff. I found some stuff. Don't worry. Palace <laughs> um, Forever says tiredness. Sports people find an excuse somewhere, especially to the press, perhaps different to the players. Uh, Booted Eagle says, where are the young defenders at the club? That's yes, good, good point. Um, we've been a bit reliant on loan. Yeah, and uh, Booted Eagle also says, um, haven't done well midweek all season. Swansea game springs to mind. Uh, I wonder if that, uh, that's quite interesting. I wonder if that's another we can get Terence to look at how we've done in midweek games. Because I don't remember too many successes. Um, but yeah, keep, keep your comments coming in. Wholeradio.net forward slash chat. Excellent. Excellent. Um, we're going to have a talk about the second half in a minute. What I will say, though. Oh, no, we'll talk about Damo's good bits in the second half. And Milivojevic <laughs> had a couple of good bits in the second half. So, half time. We're losing 1 0. We should be playing 10 men with a substitute goalkeeper. Lucy? Yes? Did you manage to um, cheer the people around you up or not? Or were you just full bugger? I don't know. I went for a beer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you Um, ladettes. I know. Sorry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I... I think we were all a bit deflated. I think that's the only way to sum it up. Um, Yeah, but I noticed um, I'm in the family bit, uh, Block J, at the end, and we've got quite a nice little room with tellies in there, and uh, I can't remember what it's like in other bits of the ground because I've been there for so long. But I noticed people were walking into the, the bar area really, really dejected, but coming out fired up after they'd seen the replay of the Wilf. And actually thinking we we've we've been stitched up by poor poor officiating, um, which happened throughout the game. I thought. What were your thoughts on the ref, Tim? And the, um, the linesman, because the linesman. Yeah. Are nice. Well, don't swear, Tim. No, I won't swear. I don't swear. I don't swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah. Um, no, I mean they got some big calls wrong, didn't they? So um, you know, probably the two major instances of the game. Um, we haven't mentioned the second half yet, um, but the challenge on Sahar in the penalty box. But obviously that one and and the one in the first half, you know, we're right in front of either linesman. And they need to support the ref, to be honest. And that's what they're there for. The assistant referees is what they're called. 
Um, but like we said, I have defended the, the linesman in real time for that, that um, the offside where the keeper's taking him out just because um, you're probably the same as me. You've probably won the line before, haven't you, for your, your son's football team. And, I do it every um, week, mate. Yeah, and, and how do you find it? I mean, it, it's hard. <laughs> do, you not have any, do you have any sympathy? It depends whether, because some refs are different. Some refs want me to look out for fouls. Um, and others are just feet over the line, foul, flow, foul throws and offsides, and then they ignore you anyway. Yeah, but, um, exactly. <laughs> luckily he at the bar this morning. My son's team won 5-0. They're in the uh, Shield Cup final now, so that's good. Nice, nice. Well done. Rustlers, who do sound like a porn mag. Why do the kids team Rustlers? Uh, anyway, answers but, on a postcard. Yeah, I mean, but just going back to what you're saying, I think we're not getting the rubber to green in the last couple of games, but like you say, you pointed out, we've had our luck elsewhere uh, a few weeks ago so maybe this is just this way of evening it out yeah yeah indeed oh i forgot to mention one thing in the first half that really really made me laugh and i didn't notice it until match of the day didn't ashley barnes look a <laughs> doing it oh, doing his <laughs> turning around yeah. is, there a, is there a gif of that anywhere gif gif it's gif there's got to be yeah gif is how australians say jeff <laughs> Anyway, we're going we're gonna to pause for a couple. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The messages now. Let's talk about the next generation of fantasy football at FanDuel. You select a team of Premier League players for a single day's fixtures. That means you're not locked in for the whole season. You can play, watch and win in one day. When your players nail it on the pitch, you rack up points and jump up the real money leaderboard. FanDuel's scoring system uses Opta stats to reflect every player's true on-field contribution. So, outscore your opponents and win cash for your football expertise. Every Premier League match day with FanDuel and just for Homestale radio listeners we've got an extra special offer right now when you sign up use the promo code palace that means if you don't make money in your first contest FanDuel will refund your entry fee up to £10 so go to FanDuel.co.uk and use the promo code palace to grab the offer now what are you waiting for terms apply over 18s only please play responsibly and that's Chris before he's had a drink. <laughs> um, I've, I've got a few notes for the second half. Um, there was a great Vokes run. Um, he's a great player. I wouldn't mind him as a backup in our, in our side. Um, but Kelly tracked back so well. And I think Kelly, could he be a replacement for Sacco, providing he's got, not got Damo next to him? Jack, potentially? Um, I, I would like to see him improve. I think he has improved since joining um, and since taking more of a centre-back. But we've got to remember, he joined us as a centre-back, so I think we should forget everything he's done at right-back. He's played for England, mate. He's no monk, you know, it's mustard. Yeah, no, no, he's, good, he's a good player. He's a good player. I, I just think, I think we need to find some consistency of confidence that might be a bit of an issue for him. But I think, if, you know, we keep him, he could become a long-term uh, sort of player for us but I think he does need someone next to him who's going to kind of tell him what to do and where to be a little bit more that's what Zacco has been doing and I don't think him and Delaney worked because of that and glad you mentioned Delaney wasn't he unlucky with that shot didn't he didn't he strike the ball well um, drawing out a, another good save from Heat, and I think the ball came out to him after a corner or a free kick and the, the technique that he used it was such a shame that he didn't go in that would have been would it be his 
first goal since his goal against Liverpool when he started the Cristambul comeback. Is that right, Tim? Um, I'm not sure. I'm sure Lucy would know that one better than me. Um, Lucy? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. I, I think his last goal was about a year ago. Yeah. So yeah. Comment Terrence through. will be able to tell us. <laughs> And uh, Tom, can you clip that last bit of Lucy? Because it did sound like she was on the toilet. So I think we'll have to use that. <laughs> um, so so uh, Damo's had a good chance. Now Zaha's got the ball in the air. It's come across to him. He looks like he's going to run with it a little bit. And then Flanagan clatters him from behind. It looks like a penalty in real time. It looked like a penalty 10 yards away from where I was sitting. And even a couple of uh, Burnley players said that was a foul. You could see them say that was a foul. So why the Dickens has the ref not given it, Lucy? Tell me. I want to know. Because he's probably mates with Joey Barton and had a bet on for Burnley to win. (laughs) Oh, that's a bit low. Scathing comment. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, Jack, again. Can we blame the ref? Yeah, we can for this one. Yeah, yeah, you should have got that. <laughs> um, I, I do think that, I know referees say this isn't true, but I do think some of them put players' reputation before him. And I think that Zaha, throughout his time in the Premier League, has earned a bit of a reputation as someone who will be going down quite easily looking for free kicks, just because that is the type of player he is. You know, he's probably one of the most foul players in the league. Um, again, another stat for Terence to look at. Um, but I'm sure I'm sure referees go onto the pitch knowing that Zahar at some point, you know, will be looking for free kicks and bits and they'll be aware of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um is I mean Zahar is the most foul player in the Premier League. I think he's actually, uh is actually moving away from Hazard now. Hazard. Um and it's just you know, imagine how many he'd have if he'd been given them. Is he is he being unfairly treated, uh, Lucy? I think so. I mean, other than Palace fans, he's quite known for diving. I'm using air quotes there. Yeah. Um, it, it's so yeah. I think he is. I think he's got a reputation outside of Palace for doing those sort of things. Whereas uh, I, he doesn't. I, have I got Palace tinted spectacles? I don't think he does. Genu- no, genuinely, uh, I don't think he does. I was going. Yeah, I was going to say. For those of us that see him week in, week out, I think we do know that he doesn't and he is picked on because of the flair player that he is. And, you know, he's just becoming, you know, this amazing, he's always been amazing, but he's he's becoming incredible. And that's why uh, there's rumours that other clubs are looking for him. So that's why he, he gets picked on. I mean, at one point, you know, there were three Burnley players on him and you know, there was not another Palace player around. And it's, you just think... You know, it's it's yeah. really unfair on him. And he was really... I can't remember who fouled him, but he had a right, right go at the linesman, assistant referee, sorry, up at the times, mm-hmm. and um, got a yellow card. Yeah. For telling the linesman he's got it wrong. Malvin off. I don't and at that point, I thought he's not going to last the whole game. I thought he was going to be taken off, actually. Yeah, um, I said I said that to um, my friends, Chris and Andrew, and I said, we'll need to be careful because he'll just get sent off. And he's the type of player that, would get a, a soft yeah. yellow, a second soft yellow, just to be able to send him off. Yeah. Well, for the rest of the second half, apart from the goal, which um, my son predicted, as soon as Gray came on, he said he's really, really quick. They're going to score on the break. Um, the goal came from a poor ball. Again, uh, from Luca. let's just hope it's a, it's a bad day at the office day for him. And, and Gray was just too quick for the defence. Um, Nick, yeah? sorry to interrupt. Mummy White... Yes. Yes. Yes, listeners. My mother yes. has tweeted and said, "I think Damo last scored April 2016 at West Ham." Wink face. So there you Who's go. Who's she calling wink face? <laughs> <laughs> I have words after the show. Anyway, uh, yes, the, West Ham. Yes. Thank you for that, Mummy White. Um, I won't tell her about being Grand Mummy White, shall I, Liz? Oh, no, that was our secret, wasn't it? Wasn't it? I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Sorry, drop that <laughs> So the inevitable goal on the break came, didn't it, Tim, from uh, from Gray burst forward? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, everyone backed off, didn't they, again, or they didn't sort of close him down. He's broken away. And, and to be honest, I'm, I don't want to dig him out too much, but I, I've disappointed with Hennessy, to be honest, the way he, he didn't really get down to it, um, yes. getting beaten at his near post. Um, and then it was just game over from there, really. Yeah, lots of people left. Uh, in fact, um, in fact, um, the most exciting thing in the second half for me and Jell was playing uh, what compass direction is Punching going to going to point in next it's a, it's a good game you can actually play it live on twitter you know south southwest you have to have a compass with you though but yeah that's the most exciting thing um you got another tweet for me Luz? yes um cpfc underscore north underscore east has commented that it was the same ref same penalty box that he made a major error in the borough game so sounds like that ref is consistently um inconsistent yeah, deja vu for it. Yeah, it was Bobby Madley. He was the referee that sent off Niasi for the hole, which was rescinded. So he came into this Paddis game off the back of a shocker, and I think he's got another one. Strong. Yeah. <laughs> Rhetorical question: Get your bleeper ready, uh, Tom, for the podcast. But why are the refs so shit? Don't answer. Just you know, just, just think about why it. are they. Just think, yeah, just think about it when you've got quiet time on Bank Holiday Monday. When you had, you know, if you've got a hangover or if you're at the traffic lights, you can pause the podcast and uh, have a little think for two minutes and then, then start again, I reckon. Um, Tom, we ready for forward reviews? Forward reviews. This week with special guest Tom the producer, Lisa. Same old familiar feeling. Mummy White. Well, that's blown it. Ben Hilton. Typical Palace breaking records. Michaela Curtis, that was piss poor. Nice debut, Tom. Up Carbaradia, truly, madly, deeply terrible. Ben Agbimoni, biased ref decisions again. Ebo, our shit was punching. That was a good gel. John Burr, defeat keeps season alive. Tony G, Burnley wanted it more. Simon West. Three games versus one. Paul Jackson, we are staying up. We are staying up. Andy Sparrow, just so very predictable. Andy Burton, officials ball it again. Joe Kinland, typical f- Crystal Palace. Ooh, Timothy. That was Joe, <laughs> not Timothy. <laughs> it's not his fault. <laughs> <coughs> Dave Bearchest, are we going down? Loose straws, saw it out, Sam's. Got something you'd like to get off your chest? Tweet us now at Whole Radio. Good work there, Tom. It was nice to have a, a, a surprise guest in four-word reviews. Um, we got some stuff on Twitter that I've been looking at over the past day or so. Um, fresh air for all. That's Chris. Said he's shocked, sad and let down. He understands we have a defensive injury crisis. However, Sacco out and defence seemed confused. We are better. I think, give it a couple of games, Chris. Um, Delaney and Kelly playing together a little bit more. Perhaps they'll get a better understanding. Jack, is that your thinking? Yeah, you'd hope so. I think they're going to have to get better understanding. Yeah, they're bloody uh, better. The only, the only thing that worries me is um, Manchester City next week at the Etihad, where we have a horrid record. It concerns me the number of goals that we could concede. Yeah, Tim. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to have a positive spin on that, but um, yeah, I'm feared with that. I fear that same dread, to be honest. Um, but we got on a positive note. We've got a week on the training ground. Let's hope. Uh, you know, they can work something out. Yeah, we've got a few minutes left. I've first, first five or last 10 minutes, I want to spend a few minutes talking about how we're going to do over the rest of the season, what the other teams are doing, because it's, it's getting, getting, getting near the point. You know, Sunderland have gone. Um, Middlesbrough have almost gone. Was today the first time you ever wanted Bang United to win, Luce? No, it was not. And I was quite vocal about my thoughts on that and I just think it's shocking that any Palace fan even cheered for Man United to win because they're just an awful, horrible, horrible club 
and as much as you know it could affect us what Swansea are doing you know we need to forget what the others are doing yeah we need to be aware of them but we need to focus on our team and where we are and how they're playing or how they're not playing and yeah no I was appalled by the fact that there were people cheering Man United on put soapbox away I was surprised by that. I thought you were going to say, yeah, I really wanted them to win. You, you took me <laughs> aback with your venom. <laughs> Actually, I Sorry. You. Uh, Tom, can we put a round of applause in the pod after that? Because I think it deserves it. <laughs> um, did you want Man United to win or are you afraid to tell us? That you no, I'm, I'm not afraid to tell you that I wanted United to win. Um, I'm, oh. I'm like Lucy. I know, I know the fate's in their own hands, but I'm just a little bit... Uh, in this league, it doesn't seem anyone could do you any favours. You, you have to rely on yourself. Um, exactly. But, you know, but today I must admit it would have been nice if if Swansea, um, you know, didn't get a point at all. But uh, it's Manchester United. Anybody else? Anybody I else? And I and could be like, oh, well done. What well, even but, Brighton and Charlton and Millwall? <laughs> in the Premier League. Did you hear about the Aston Villa fans yesterday, who were playing Blackburn away, but they wanted Blackburn to win to put uh, Birmingham City in the in the mire even more. And some of the Aston Villa fans were even wearing Blackburn tops in the away end. Oh. Couldn't do it. How's that? That Just... is a step too far, I think. I don't oh, think I could yeah. do it. It is a step too far. Um, what's the worst team you could want to you could want to win to make Brighton. sure you're safe? Brighton. Yeah. That'd be horrible. Hamilton Academicals. Oh, they were all right. <laughs> they were all right. They were all right. No, I'm well. <laughs> I can't watch them with Lane at home. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next question is, are we safe? Yes. 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 <laughs> a bit reluctant, that was. <laughs> Again, I just, uh, I, I don't want to be negative, but I think after today we're safe. I think after today, I think if Swansea had got a win at United, then uh, then I wouldn't be as confident. But no, we're safe. We're safe. Definitely safe. See, I, Tim, the the bloke who um, we share lifts to football with because his son's in goal, Palace fan, he's, he's it's, uh, at the Sainsbury's end. Is he called Tim Hennessy? No, he's called... I can't remember his surname. Tim Speroni? No, 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 it's uh, at the bar or something like that. Um, and um, he just kept saying, Oldham, 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 Oldham. Yeah, I've I've seen a few people saying that on Twitter the last week or so as well. The uh, MK Jackster, that's a good name, gangster name, the Ute of today. I hope. I hope we're safe, but at the same time, I'm worried that Swansea will pick up enough points to overtake us. We've still got some tough um, fixtures to come. Jack? Well, look, just looking at Swansea's fixtures, they've got Everton at home, Sunderland away, and West Brom at home. Now, they are six points behind us. So they're going to have to win two of those at least and hope we don't pick up any points. <laughs> so, you know, if we even if we get a point or three, we should be fine. But we just need Swansea to not win those fixtures. Could we stay up so, if we don't win any games? If we get... Well, we if we get win a, any more games. Well, no wait, more points. No so more Swansea, points. Swansea can get at most 41 points. And we're on 38. But if, if we get one win, so 39, you know, they'll get seven points. Yeah. I, You know, it, it depends. I think, I, think we, I think we should be fine. And I'm really hoping we beat Hull. And that'd be a really good way to end a horrible season, really. And, you know, just move on to the next one um, by, you know, sort of getting it out of the way before going to Old Trafford. Because if we go to Old Trafford needing a point or needing a win... It's going to be just a horrible, horrible match. And United might have something to play for as well, so we never know. Who knows? Yeah, well, yeah. Um, Tim, do you think Hull will be a crucial game? Yeah, it's looking that way now. I mean, it's how Swansea get on against Everton next week, really, because I I don't think we're going to get much from the City game. Um, If we do, it'll be a real, real bonus. Um, So that will set the whole game up nicely 
well, not nicely um, <laughs> at all. But I mean, goal difference is key as well. And I think that's worth an extra point to us. So Swansea do literally have to win every game um, between now and the rest of the season, I think. Um, I mean, Sunderland, you'd expect them to probably get, get a win there. West Brom at home, possibly too. Everton's that crucial game, I think, in terms of um, where Swansea's fate is. Well, um, I hope Lucy doesn't get too upset by this, but I'm hoping that Sunderland do what a lot of teams do, is actually, now they've gone down, they relax and play better and actually start getting results. It's yeah, happened um, with other teams before. But I don't say that I want Sunderland to win a game because Lucy might be on my case about it. <laughs> Sunderland, <laughs> oh. Sunderland, all right. Sunderland are gone. Um, but CPFC Northeast has tweeted and said, we need to be Mackham supporters for the next few games as they play Swansea and Hull. So it would be good if um, Sunderland could um, get a couple of wins over those two sides. So we're Sunderland fans now. Oh. Oh, it was, and that's really, really bad. I've, I've got to get a sack for that one, I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay, <laughs> last little bit. We've had a, a contact from um, from uh, Jack Watson. Oh, it's you. Um, which CPFC players shouldn't be near the starting starting eleven at the start of next season? Well, that's the start with Lucy. Oh, how long he got? <laughs> um, um, we've got we've got one minute thirty each. Okay. Um, well, sadly, and it breaks my heart to say this, Damo, but I think he will go anyway. Keep him as a coach. I don't think he'll want to. I think he'll want. I I I suspect he'll want to probably either go back to Ireland or perhaps America. Um, so I don't think he will stay around the club. Um, I think Spironi's going to go. Um, I think that um, Mandanda will go. Um, I think Ledley will go. I think he'll just see out his contract. You've got the likes of Jonathan Benteke and, um, you know, there's lots of peripheral uh, players as well. But I think I think there'll be a massive overhaul. Oh, yeah, because we've seen the three players that... Um the two Sams have brought in and, and the impact mm-hmm. they've made, um, yeah. albeit one of them a lone player. Um, Tim, who do you think will we'll go? I mean, I, I, I forgot to mention uh, Fraser Campbell in my match match review. I thought he did really, really well when yeah, he came I on. Too. I, I, I almost had him as my man of the match, which I didn't do. We'll do that right at the end. Um, so, uh, Tim, who do you yeah. think will, will be gone? I, I think Lucy missed two key players there, uh, Zeki Fryers and Jordan Much. Um, yeah. Oh, I forgot about them. Yeah. Who? I, I, Who? First, first time they've been called key players. Yeah. <laughs> um, much, but, much is better than Milivojevic on FIFA. How can that be? Wow. Who knows? <laughs> um, but also Lee as well. Um, I think his days are probably numbered. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if Lucy mentioned him. Chungy. Um, Chungy Lee. Yeah, possibly. Um, I mean, these are all players that haven't really featured, have they, in recent weeks? So no. I'm assuming he's not injured. Um but yeah, and unfortunately, yeah, it looks like possibly Speroni might go as well. So uh, sad times. It is indeed sad times. What about you, Jack? Any more to add to that? You think we'll be gone? Um, I think we covered them all. Lee, March, Delaney, Ledley, Friars, Campbell—they should all be off. I um, I tweeted earlier. I've had a couple of people saying that Ward and James McArthur should be going. Um, at Paul Ashby 3 says, Joel Ward, Jason Punch and James McArthur, Damien Delaney and Wayne Hennessy. He thinks they should be off. But if they go and we buy a right back, who's that right back's backup? You'd still keep Ward to be the backup. Yeah. Definitely. I think. Maybe Definitely. I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I often am. Um, I, I think Dan will go. I think Dan will go to Everton. I don't think he's good enough. I mean, Everton will be looking for... Because, you know, they're they're chasing Europe. Do you see Dan in the European team? Not not from what I've seen the last couple of seasons. When he was playing for us about two, three years ago when he first joined, you know, he was a machine. And, you know, but now he looks off the pace and I don't think he's the kind of quality that a top-half team would be looking at. Yeah, I agree. I think he might go to a lower-half team or perhaps even a championship team. Ex-Prem championship team. Yeah, 
Yeah, perhaps. Who would you like to get in? Do you think we'll keep Remy? No, I, I don't know. It just it depends. About, can he prove his fitness? Like, are we gonna, you know, waste some some time and money on a player who you know who plays two halves a season, um, or are we gonna invest our resources elsewhere? I think the club would be um, probably better advised to sort of buy a player who's got a you know a proven record when it comes to fitness. Mm. We've got a good shout on Facebook actually from Dino Tracy Klein about uh, Jermaine Defoe to Palace that being interesting yeah, only for a season yeah I was going to say Nick it probably going to only be for a season wouldn't it because he's 35 going to be 36 so Joe's working out how much he'll cost per game as we speak I reckon £374,000 a game Sacco's cost us apparently well it's cost more now isn't he because he's not yeah. paying so yeah Oh, oh yeah, three on Twitter says Jack. He says starting eleven Ward and Macca can be squad players, so he's having them back. We'll keep yeah. Ward. <laughs> Let's create that. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to end the show um, with a uh, tweet. I think it's from at Jedi. He says, "What will be will be, but I believe we're going to be okay. We love a bit of drama. Come on, whole. I act- I expect us to turn out and have a party, Lucy." I love you. You've reminded me about Man of the Match. Um, love you too. <laughs> what's, your man, who's your man, what's your Man of the Match? Who's your Man of the Match? Um, I would go with Townsend. Because? I just thought he had a really good game. One of very few players that did yesterday. And um, it, either him or Martin Kelly. I know the defence was a bit rife, but I think he did his best. But yeah, yeah, Townsend for me. Jack, I'm struggling here. Burnley's was the referee. Ours, <laughs> I go, I go Townsend as well. He looked the most energetic, and if anything was going to happen, it was going to go through him. So yeah, Townsend. Um, Tim, I'm going to go for MacArthur. Um, again, probably not his best game in a Palace shirt by the stretch of any imagination, but. I think it, there wasn't many standout performances yesterday and uh, I think he worked hard in midfield so that's who I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for Fraser Campbell who just put in so much effort and didn't actually put a foot wrong while he was on the pitch and he was the only player that didn't put a foot wrong although he wasn't on for the whole game but for that reason I think he deserves plaudits and he's actually done quite well in the last couple of games whether he's on as a shop window um, whether he's on for for. The Sams too, because I, I don't I don't think it's just Sam Allardyce. I think it's both the Sams we need to, to applaud and, and attribute our, our, our rise out of the relegation zone too. But uh, yeah, I think he's he might even be looking at keeping him. Who knows? Anyway, um, if you want to get in touch with us during the week, go to wholeradio.net forward slash contact. Um, Chris, no doubt, will be back next Sunday. And um, Terence will be with you in the week doing the preview show for the Man City drubbing um, that's going to happen next Saturday. Um, anybody else got a final word before we say goodbye? It's pretty much it in the chat room. Um, Booted Eagle says, Remy, forget it, get Tammy Abraham on loan. Um, Palace Forever says, if we draw against Hull, then they have to win both their last Sunderland and Spurs, both at home. That's for Hull. So if you want to get in the chat room for any future shows, wholeradio.net slash chat. Lucy, Tim. I'll be positive. There's a comment from Gary Carter in the Facebook room, um, chat room, just says safe. Let's go with that. Safe. 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 Excellent. Lucy, uh, Tim. And um, Jack, you've been fantastic this week. Thanks for helping through. Everybody, thanks for listening. If you're listening on a pod, um, why aren't you listening live? If you're listening live, go to your usual um, podcast um, apps and whatever or iTunes and look for Homesdale Radio. I've been Nick Gillard, not Chris Hamblin. Thanks for listening. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.